Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Joining us now, he is the legend, Tim Lacombe. Kind yes. enough to carve out a few moments for us. Timmy, how are you? What exactly am I a legend of? I, that's what I want to know. I, I think it's just that I've lived long enough to be around, I gather. Is this my boy Timmy on the... Is this the? Is this Timmy that you're playing here, Lloyd? Oh, because he just sent us that video. He's... He sounds this. Be- he he sounds better than this. I'm not arguing with that. Uh, you're the thing. You're amazing at everything, Tim. Yeah, oh. that's why you're a legend. Um, There's nothing you're not good at. Well, I sure. I'm one thing I'm good at is is finding good friends, man. And you guys are good pals. And I love Thursdays because we get to hang out and talk a little bit and catch up. Uh, Scotty and I had a blast last Friday. Oh so, my yeah, gosh. That's so Saturday much night. Sorry, my whole weekend was Logan, but Saturday night was amazing. I tell you what, Hans, I, I had so much fun calling that game with Tim. The dude was telling great stories, great insight, has forgotten more about basketball than we'll ever know, and was just dishing all kinds of great insight. It was a fun game. You were there in attendance, Hans, and you know, Lloyd was there too. And uh, I mean, it was just a great atmosphere. The place was rocking, and and coach was just killing it on the broadcast it was so much fun and i got to hang with ajay which is he gave me the candy bowl like i got all the stuff got to talk to Stu moral um the great jerry bovey um i felt at home man they made me feel like a part of the team it was fun for a night is is utah state the best college team in the in the uh, state I would like to watch them play BYU because I think those two are, and I think it's an awesome story because they both had zero expectation, um, and yeah. they, they just both done such a great job. I would say that Sprinkle and Pope should be on the the National Coach of the Year. I mean, how do you not with the way BYU's playing? They they uh, they won as many games as Kansas in that league um, in year one, so. Both of those, and then Danny, and a huge win last night. We had it going, Scotty. Den um, sat in for Jake. Uh, so on one of our big TVs, we had the Aggie-Wyoming game going. And so got to see that as well. So was, uh, I just, yeah, I think there's no question those two teams are the best. Uh, they play a similar brand. They take good shots, they defend, um, you know, and they rebound. Well, uh, you got a big one tonight, uh, Jazz and Golden State. Jazz kind of limping a little bit after that loss to the Lakers. No LeBron, no problem. Anthony Davis blows up for 37-15, and 15, and the Jazz don't look right. Is it as simple as they're still trying to find their way after a trade deadline? Yeah, man, it's uh, – I mean, you got to get <clears throat> in a totally different frame of mind to travel back to the start of the season. Uh, but what I'm seeing right now is a lot of what I saw then, which is, you know, guys trying to figure out their role on this iteration of this team. And, um, 
And then also basketball is a five, you know, there, there's five guys out on the floor and they have to equally coexist. Uh, spacing is, is really important. Nuance that you learn through playing a lot is, is really important. And the Jazz, you know, right now the objective is to try to do their best to get as many minutes for the young guys as possible. Um, Coach Hardy said it last night, it's going to get messy, you know, and it will. Uh, but, you know, people can't lose sight. I saw a tweet today, I can't remember from who, but it was like, hey, you know, it was, they called out Ryan, and it was like, hey, this isn't fun. We just want to have fun. We, we don't care about winning. We just want to have a good product, you know. And um, this is just what a rebuild feels like. And, and there's going to be fun times like we had earlier where there were, they ripped off a bunch of wins and, and figured it out. And then there's going to be times like this that are a little dark, a little depressing. I want to talk to you specifically about some of the potentially bright spots of this Utah Jazz roster and this team. Keontae George is one guy that we're all looking at. And earlier in the show, I was talking about Austin Reeves and coaching. And if you remember the specific possession, I I think that Sexton was top of the arc and Keontae George was just uh, left center and had to rotate, had to, had a switch over to Austin Reeves, and Reeves just put the ball in the court and made the move to the paint, and Kessler couldn't get there, and it was a quick run to the rim. And I remember thinking, okay, well, something something went wrong there. I don't know exactly what it is, but it felt like something went wrong there. Outside of that, I felt like Keontae George had some nice offensive moments, a nice teardrop, works himself the lane, does some things well, but from an expert's point of view, are you seeing the things that you need to see from Keontae George, not just offensively, but to be what you need defensively in this league? Um, you know, not yet. I think he's shown glimpses of it at times. But, I mean, to be honest, the, the first year for a rookie in this league is nuts. Um, and, and, and you went through it, man. You know, you step it up. It, it, what was, you know, something that you – turned from hobby into making a, a way through school now becomes, you know, you get in the locker room with grown men who have been, you know, trying and, and hustling to try to find contracts and, and just the, the chemistry and everything changes. So I think you have to give these young guys a chance to acclimate. And, you know, one thing in fairness to Keontae is this year has been, a little because of what I just talked about, a little spotty. He started, he's come off the bench. He's played, you know, a lot of minutes. He's closed and he hasn't. And so I think, you know, a bunch of these guys are just looking for a little bit of a rhythm or routine. And I think that that's kind of what this last 26 or seven games is going to give us. Um, but no, I, I think he's got a lot to work on, man. I think, uh, I think every rookie in this league does, but I think in particular, Keontae, uh, you know, he knows how to play and he knows uh, protocol. He, he's, he's really good at making sure uh, Ben was telling me last night, in fact, that he, he told Ben and I just got to find ways to get Lowry the ball more, you know, so I think he's thinking straight. Uh, I think it's just a matter of having it all put together, but man, I think as, as the season goes on, I think we'll see more signs of, you know, what he is and what he can be. What, uh, speaking of rookies, uh, Will Hardy was like, look, Taylor Hendricks, it's a long way to go. There's a lot of work that needs to be done there with him. Uh, what are the steps that 
need to be taken with him? What can be done in the near future? What's the long-term future? What what can they work on with him right now? So I would imagine off the floor, you know, skill development and that sort of thing is obviously constantly ongoing. Um, and I, I get there early to watch guys, and I watch his workouts, and he goes really hard. Um, the Jazz have employed and have done a great job with Sexton uh, this year on recognition, reading recognition, you know, instead of turning the corner and thinking score every time. Like Collins, he's seen the floor probably better than he's ever seen it in my estimation. So I think there's going to be some of that, you know, some recognition things. And then beyond that, man, it's just reps. And, and again, reps come in all shapes and sizes. They're going to, there's going to be really good stints. Like I thought his second stint was pretty good last night. Um, you know, he made a couple of shots, which, which is really good. He, he made a couple off the bounce. But, like, where he needs to totally lock in, and, and it's like what Will's saying is he is, uh, you know, he's pretty raw in understanding spacing. He's pretty raw in understanding um, defensive spacing because he's 18 or 19 years old and he hasn't played for very long. So he's going to get a cra- crazy amount of uh, data and information this next 20-something games, and it's – you know, one thing I've learned about him and I've heard is he's a pretty good learner. And so it's just a matter right now of, like last night, you know, getting dunked on, taking your lumps, uh, making a couple shots, being in the right spot, not being in the right spot, and trying to auto-correct as fast as you can. You know, that was another thing that uh, I just remembered as I was doing a refresher this morning on some different highlights of that uh, Lakers game last night. Um Anthony Davis is going to do that to a lot of people. You know, he's going to make a lot of people, not just Walker Kessler or Lowry or John Collins, but he makes a lot of people look bad. And, Coach, the other thing that I was reminded of when I was going through things again this morning was Anthony Davis is an elite defender. And he was making things miserable. Anytime you get near that restricted area or start working in the paint, Anthony Davis is a high-level defender and and still one of the best players in the league, is he not? Yeah, I mean when he when he locks in, uh, but but he is a freak defensively just because of his size. But then all these years of experience and know-how, you know, he really does understand a lot of the, as I talked about earlier, nuance that that the young guys are trying to learn. I would also add that not having LeBron out there has to feel like a like PTO you know, where those guys don't necessarily have to defer to him. They can just play basketball. Uh, so that had to be kind of nice for a bunch of those guys last night. Obviously, Rui had a crazy impressive night, made just about everything. Um, again, defense is going to struggle a little bit as guys figure out where they're supposed to be and how. Tim Lacombe joining us right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, as he does every Thursday at this time. All right, so when you look at Golden State, uh, this is the makeup game for the tragedy and losing, you know, an assistant coach. Um, and everybody's just kind of working their way towards the all-star break. I don't think anybody really wants to be playing tonight. Is it hard to really kind of get a grasp on what to expect in this game tonight? Yeah, Ben and I were talking about that that last night. I I also just read that, the Warriors' flight, due to some weather, got delayed a little bit, so they really didn't get into like three after three o'clock. Um, probably not in the hotel till closer to four. Um, 
So I, I'm still curious to see what they do, right? Who are they going to play? Who's not going to play? Um, this has been a crazy week for them, having come out here Tuesday, go back home, have kind of that miserably bad end last night, uh, jump on a plane. I can only imagine how tired they are. Because I walk around up there, I'm telling you, all the concession guys that I talk to, like I got my little corner up there, you know, so I go make my rounds. And everybody I talk to, it doesn't matter if it's an usher or uh, somebody at working at J-Dogs, uh, you know, the producers in the booth, people are fatigued. So I can't imagine what the players must be feeling like. What do you think, uh, what type of energy does Golden State come out with getting in their rooms by 4 o'clock? And, and I don't know how much of that game you caught last night between them and the Clippers coach, but I was able oh, to catch brutal. quite a bit of it. And Clay Thompson made a horrible mistake in, in a really critical moment. And and watching his teammates, the, uh, not just his teammates, but the watching Coach Kerr come on the court and yelling, Clay! Clay and the way they all handled it was pretty awkward. Yeah, um, yeah, that is. It was an interesting uh, play that you fight. They fought so hard to get right back to that spot, and um, you want to just play that out. I, uh, everybody showed frustration again. I think it speaks so much to the fatigue because we're fifty. Most teams fifty-five to fifty-eight games in. Um, and everybody's looking at that the break. You know, everybody stares at that thing for about three weeks. Uh, so, honestly, I I think they're going to be really tired, probably tad bit ornery. My guess is they won't be fully complete. Like, I, I would imagine they may hold somebody out. I don't know that. I haven't read that. But you would just think with the circumstance and the all-star break on its heels, uh, they may just be like, okay, we're going to take a skeleton crew. In fact, call Santa Cruz. Have them bust over here, and we're going to take their guys. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, what are your expectations for the season with the Jazz? I mean, what are reasonable expectations? Can this team realistically still hang in there for a, at least a, you know, a battle for the play-in spot? So, I, I think so. Because, I mean, all you have to do is look at the track record of Coach Hardy. I mean, I think part of the – angst right now is that you know is is probably because of him because he's so good at what he does and he's able to take you know a group of guys and after a little trial and error figure out what's the best way to go ahead and every team's coach has gone on at least here has gone on a nice streak and played really great basketball for the last couple of years so um my thought is that it'll probably just like we've seen get better a little bit every every game um, I think right now, as, as we speak, the Jazz are only a game and a half out of that spot. So, yes, the answer is yes. I think that it would be a thrill if they could figure it out. Um, and if they do, I think they, that, that would create a ton of excitement. Uh, but, but if they don't, you know, I, I, they made the right business move. I mean, you can't hold on to expiring deals uh, in this situation. And you have to be really scrappy about assets. And and I think, you know, it was a really mature move to move off of a couple of guys that, like Fontecchio, that they probably weren't going to pay what he was going to require, and they helped him get that money. Detroit wanted him, so I think that's where he'll sign for probably 12 to $15 million. 
um, which is a major upgrade. And then Ochai, they just, you know, looked at what they had and they liked what they had and they gave him an opportunity and they just felt like he needed to be somewhere else. So again, this is all people look at it like they have no plan or they're throwing things at the wall. No, this is all part of it. You know, there's no way around. I mean, there's no magic wand like Hans, you know, talked about in Disneyland or world that you can just, you know, flash at something and say, Hey, bibbity bobbity boo, I want a playoff team. Um, but I can tell you that I, I still really like and feel like the moves that are made are, are the right moves and they're prudent. And um, I think in time it'll all pay off. So, Coach, when you kind of belly up to the table for your responsibilities tonight, what specifically are you watching or looking for in in this game tonight against Golden State? Like, I because I, I I know that you take specific ideas or thoughts into games, but what is it tonight that you're looking for? I'm looking for a con- uh, a connection, a lasting connection. You know, the, we've seen little spurts of it in the in the games. I also want to point out. You know, since the deadline, they have played teams that are pretty well-oiled and pretty veteran. You know, they played the Suns. uh, They played the Warriors. They got the Lakers last night. So I'm looking for them to take a step forward in connection with each other in this new iteration of the team. Um, You know, and, and part of that's body language. I think it is human to be frustrated. And, you know, when you get going, it's like, uh, you know, you jump in the car, you fill it with all of your family stuff. You're in the truckster and you're going to go on vacation and you get five miles from home and the, the youngest little one left their blankie. All right. And you just, I mean, you can either just laugh it off or you can be like, ah, and get off the freeway and go back. I'm usually the guy that screams out loud once or twice, just to, you know, the pain. And, and I think in what we're seeing with the jazz right now, I think it's a little bit of that. They're, they were kind of down the road, but understand, hey, things happen. Um, I still believe that the guys are bought in. I don't buy any of the – I think there's a difference between frustration and guys throwing their arms up and, and, you know, saying I give. I don't see that with this team. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, as we are uh, hanging out with the coach, Tim Lacombe. And, uh, Coach, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're the best. Hey, thank you, guys, and um, go Ags, 3.30 tomorrow, right? Yep. Or 3.30 yep. Saturday in Fort Collins. Yep. Colorado well, State's a good a team. by yourself, man. That's what I used to do. Well, I don't that, know if that's I, weird, but you got to do that. We were yeah, we were just talking about that. Like, I just, I, I know, don't know. I listened to you. I was just, I had to get you. Well, I just, uh, is that weird? I mean, would you do that if you were on the road and you had some time to kill? Believe me, this guy, when I had time to kill, um, I, I would go do things like that. I think it's good for your brain. All right. Well, off we go. I got to find a decent movie to watch then. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. See you guys. There he is, the coach, Tim Lacombe, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.